on according to plans since Matt Eberflus and Ryan Holt has come aboard. I like it. I thought it was just you and I better than ever. <laughs> well, that's always our goal. But, you know, when you talk about football and you see the message that they have brought aboard since the beginning of their group came along, and they've lived up to the expectations of the speed of practice and how they're, how they're, how they're performing, I want to see it transfer to the game field. Because this is going to be our first chance to see real tackling, real downfield blocking, real decision-making process within the offense by whomever is playing quarterback. So there's still a lot of uncertainties that we need to see, but there's going to be a lot of questions that are going to be answered come Saturday. What do you have to see? I have to see him play at the speed and full pads that they've been practicing at to make sure that when the whistle concludes the play, if there's a, a defensive player that's going to make a big, ferocious, in-space tackle, that he makes it. If there's a tight end or a wide receiver that has to make a catch that helps the quarterback play better, then they got to make that catch. The running backs all belong here, and I'm excited to see everyone get a chance to carry the ball on this outside zone running game that we're talking about. Do they bounce off tackles? Do they make extra yards? Do they complement the blocking scheme in front of them? So there's just some little details that are going to play out in the big picture. I, I personally am very excited about the running game and how that's going to translate uh, on Sundays and in this case on Saturday afternoon. And I'm also super excited about the passing game which I'll be involved in, the screen game, the swings out to the flat, because much like you said, they all belong here. They all can catch the football too. And I think we're going to find some interesting big games, especially in the preseason. Because tackling, as we know, whether it's the Bears or everybody else, is not going to be as sharp as you'd like on game one of the preseason. That's going to be an improvement thing we're going to watch. But I, I think we're talking about first downs here. That's what you yep. pounded into my head my entire career at this 26 years. You pounded my head into the game first down. Well, I think that's the best way for the offense to complement the defense. If they go out there and they have a time-consuming offensive game plan that results in plenty of first downs, gets them in the red zone, that results in touchdowns, the defense is on the sideline, getting fresh, waiting to come in and play the most style of defense that we're going This is the full complementary of offense and defense and then how special teams fit in. But when you talk about that outside zone passing game, running back and tight ends and such. Because there's been so many injuries at the wide receiver position, a lot of these guys are going to be counted on to be blockers when you're talking about those types of passes. But we're not only looking at a group of receivers that come out here and catch passes downfield. It's also how do they block at or near line of scrimmage or even downfield. you believe Patrick Mahomes is in his fifth year already? Yeah. Boys, yes. Seems like I heard 10 years of information about him in that five years. <laughs> I know. Well, it's a six-time division winner coming into Soldier Field uh, to take on the Bears for the defense. I I'm assuming he's going to get a few snaps. If he does, if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. But they're taking on a little bit of a different team here. This is a, a very fast offense, even without Tyree Hill. So I'm interested to see how the defense responds. Because Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, they want smart, fast, tough, nasty football players in all three phases but certainly you start at the defensive side of the ball and i think we're going to find out a lot of good things about the bears in the secondary especially and are we talking enough about the front four? no um i because i think you need a lot of production out of the front four to complement the linebackers and the defensive back but one thing you have to look about this game is kansas city chiefs their scheme has been in place for quite a few years with the quarterback the bears is a brand new scheme offense defense and special teams so now you get a chance to evaluate a developing scheme against an experienced scheme so yeah it's going to be fun to watch that but when you talk about the defensive line and we talked a little bit about reports we need to see a complement of six or seven different defensive linemen because they rotate that position so much. Is that three technique going to provide the real spark for this defense that we've heard so much about? And our got new guys like Nicholas Morrow coming aboard, being able to flash that speed like we've all seen in practice now carry over to the game field. Here's what we're going to really find out. We're going to find out how they take it from the classroom to the playing field when you're a young player. Okay, because there's no, you can't, you can't have happen. You know they're going to happen. Let them happen once. But on special teams, we're going to find out the guys that love the game. Because they brought in guys that have been marginalized from the time they were playing youth football. Hey, I was overlooked. No one recruited me. They got the chip on the shoulder. All the cliches you want to throw into the book. 
but it comes out in, in a fury on special teams. New punter, new right. punter, the young young rookie Gill, you know, hold, you know, Patrick O'Donnell is an outstanding holder. We're going to have to, all these things are going to be evaluated. Yeah, but nothing's been left in the field because Coach Hightower, when he's coaching the special teams for the Bears, he does it with great enthusiasm. Pay attention to details, understand your assignment, do it full speed, just like they do the offense and defense segments. And I think it's a great opportunity, again, to go up against an experienced special team group like Dave Poe brings in here with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because if you want to evaluate where your skill set is in terms of a segment, talking about special teams, you want to see him against a good experienced group. Hey, there's a couple of things. A word. Vanilla. Yeah. That's the, that's the flavor of the preseason. And stay healthy. That's it. That's what you want. You want progress, but stay healthy. That's the key of the preseason. It's always about, yeah, that's always the key. But progress is a main element because we talked a little bit about the depth chart. You have guys that come in day one of training camp. They see that where their name is on the depth chart. And it's only their goal to get up to the front of the line or the guys at the front of the line to stay there. When you're talking about a real game experience, whether it's preseason or regular season, you better perform because you're always being evaluated. Yeah, that depth chart, as I told you earlier, is psychological warfare. Yeah, it is. You're way down on that list, you know? Like you were telling me a story at Notre Dame. You just wanted to be on that traveling team. Right. My, my freshman year, when I walked in and saw I was on the traveling team, I was more excited than anything I ever won in high school. Well, you, you kind of made it. So, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, long career for Tom there. Talk to you on the radio. 11 o'clock, our pregame noon, the kickoff on WBBM. Thanks for watching. Bears Chiefs coming up on Saturday at Soldier Field. Bears. Just before I ask you a couple of football things, I hear that you hit a home run out of Wrigley Field. Yeah, hit two. You hit two out. Okay, so I've got to ask you, what did it feel like stepping in the batter's box at Wrigley Field and taking batting practice? Yeah, I mean it was awesome. You know, um, growing up, you always wanted to play a professional sport. You know, whether it was baseball, basketball, or football. So, and you played baseball a lot growing up in Georgia, yes, sir. So growing up, I played travel baseball from about you know ten years old to all the way up until I graduated high school. So uh, big baseball guy growing up. But um, yeah, it was just awesome being there, getting to enjoy the experience. And of course, you know, hitting those two home runs out of Wrigley. It was it was, it was awesome. And so you're standing in the batter's box at Wrigley field mm -hmm. and were you a little hyped up was it cool i mean i was hyped up yeah it was cool so there were about three or four guys that went before me and cole Komet, he played baseball at uh, notre dame so he had hit three out before that so i was like if cole hit you know three <laughs> home runs out then i gotta get close to him so it was a friendly competition and uh you know guys enjoyed it a lot so it was an awesome experience yeah so um when we talk about the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, and I'm sure you've been going through this for like the last year, mm -hmm. the Bears have been sort of traveling through a desert for years looking for that long-term great player. Yeah. So tell me, does the pressure of that, do you feel it on your shoulders? Is it welcome? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you chafe at it? What's it like? I mean, I love it. Um, you know, I think, our fans are very supportive of us and you know they want to see us win just as much as we do but i think for me personally there's no uh expectations that you know anybody else has that's you know higher than mine so uh, my expectations are usually you know always higher than you know what you may have for me or what you know every other fan out there might have for me so um, i'm doing everything i can working as hard as i can each and every day to uh, be the best quarterback i can become coaching staff change you know the one thing i noticed in this practice, you know, you're now being coached by Luke Getze, formerly of the Packers. Mm -hmm. I'd say I've seen that Aaron Rodgers rollout about 500 times yeah. where he rolls to the right and throws the ball very quickly. Yeah. So I wonder, what is this offense like for you to learn 
and where are you right now on the education scale in the new offense? Uh, yeah, it's awesome. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure I've you know I have most of the offense down right now. So right now it's just getting guys on the same page and you know getting to the details and make sure making sure that we're consistent each and every day. So situationally, you know, first and second down, just making sure we're consistent, getting on the ball and stuff like that. So I think you know just getting up in every day and practicing that. I think you know each and every day we're just gonna take a step forward. This offense, I've always thought, is very, very big on the rhythm, passing game, and being able to throw even before your receivers are looking for the ball. You have to trust them to be in the exact same place. Yeah. Do you find that? And where are you in that process? Yeah, for sure. You know, there's concepts like that, concept, timing concepts where you have to be ready to throw before they have their eyes turned around. And then that's also, you know, just getting reps with those guys who are out there, you know, on the numbers of receivers, you know, just getting on the same page with them, knowing where they're going to be at a certain time and just really listening to my feet. When my feet, you know, tell me it's taking a little bit too long, then just move on to my uh, next progression. Does this offense fit you? Yeah, it does. You know, I think, you know, Luke's a great mastermind. He's a great offensive coach. He's probably the best quarterback coach I've, I've had in my life. So uh, him and Janelle, they work well together. Um, you know, just, just having them both in my room, you know, each and every day. And then Coach Flues comes in there every now and then, just having everybody in there working collectively as a group. I mean, it's going to get me better. And, um, you know, Luke's going to call what best fits our team, you know, what I do and, you know, what everyone else does. So, um, you know, we, we trust him to do that. And, you know, uh, each and every day we're going to put in work and, you know, keep, keep getting better. Do you pay much attention to the outside world no. where n not many people are expecting you guys to do much this year? Uh, yeah, we talked about it, you know, uh, before we started camp, you know, Luke got the offense together as a group and pretty, pretty much told him. But at the end of the day, we don't need those outside people. You know, they're, they're not coming, coming on the field, taking those hits. So um, uh, the only people that we need is us. And uh, we firmly believe that, and, you know, um, there's not one great player on the team that's going to do it all. Just, it's going to be us as a group. So all 11, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, all 11, we have to work together. And, you know, if we have all, all 11 guys on point when, you know, everybody's on the field, then we believe that we can beat anyone. And, yeah. The last thing I wanted to ask you is when I thought of you getting drafted by the Bears, the one thing I thought of in terms of great expectations is just great expectations at Ohio State, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. And you always have guys who are trying to beat you out. Yeah. You know? And so I wonder, do you think it helped you in this job, your former uh, place that you played? Did it help you get ready for this? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, Ohio State, we expect to win every game. So, um, you know, that's the kind of mindset we need to have here. And, uh, you know, now we, we have a new culture in where we do expect to win every game and we expect to play harder, faster, and longer than, you know, any other team we play. So um, just having that expectation, that confidence in the on the field, you know, that's, that's going to help us out, you know. Justin Fields, good yeah. luck with the Bears. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. In Lake Forest, Illinois with the Bears, this is Peter King.
We're the CNG Podcast. Uh, I'm Guy Walker. I'm the G of the CNG Podcast. And he is the C, CJ Scott of the CNG Podcast. Uh, we're a podcast that uh, posts about the Chicago Bears, uh, about the Chicago Bulls, and everything a little bit in between. Um, we're looking for people to actually small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, artists that can actually come on the show while we're doing the NFL season and the NBA season to talk about their art talk about their music talk about their platforms their business anything like that so we're we're a sports platform but we're also trying to promote small businesses oh i love it i love it what is the name of the show again it's cng podcast right that's correct all right cool and where can they find you in general like are you on all the platforms or a youtube show we're we're we're, um, we're based out of, off of youtube and facebook and we're also on spotify and apple um apple music i believe Okay, cool. So you've got audio and video. Correct. Yes, sir. Ah, love it. All right. So since this is all podcasters on this group, I'm sure you guys got one. What is your best pro tip? Do yourself. You know, uh, people want people want authentic. 
They want, you know, um, of course, opinions, but, you know, we're, we're the type that basically have our different opinions. And I feel like that gives people more of a dynamic of, you know, not just us agreeing to everything, but, you know, just, just to get a people, just to get people a feel of, okay, this person thinks of this topic this way, and he may feel of it this way, but at the end of the day, it's all, um, you know, as far as, as, far as um, support and, and as far as understanding where people are coming from. You know, that's what we pretty much base, um, base it off of. And don't fool yourself on when you're getting on this, getting on these platforms, you know, you got to be passionate about it. You have to have a genuine, um, a genuine want to do it. It's, some, it's not something that's going to work overnight. It's not something that you're going to get success overnight between viewers and listeners and streaming numbers and things like that. You have to take it serious and you have to put the time in to make it all work. If you're not doing that, then it's not going to work. So you can't kid yourself. Great advice. In fact, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right here. I have another show that I'm gonna relaunch shortly called New Media Lab, where on that show I'm interviewing podcasters and talking about their marketing and how they're successful. I want to invite you guys on right now. I'm saying it. I would love to bend your wow. ear for a while about that. I think that'd be really cool. So, everybody listening, if you want to hear these guys talk a little bit more, because right there I was already into what you were saying. I'm going to get you on there. We're going to do an extended conversation about it. So, okay. Okay, guys, this is a Chicago-based group, even though there are people from all over the world on here. Uh, I'm going to assume with all the Bears and the Bulls stuff going on here that you might be Chicago guys. Uh, What is your favorite thing about the city of Chicago? The food. The food. The food, of course. All about the food. Well, what's your favorite places? Giordano's um, Pizza is probably um, up there on, on top of the list. Um, um, Guy, I, I know you have a favorite spot as well. Yeah, Italian Fiesta, uh, mm-hmm. Beggar's Pizza, um, Maddie's Pizza on the north side, uh, things like that. It's just the food, man. It's, it's Chicago's a dysphoria place of people where all types of culture are uh, bringing their food here, man. Um, it's, only one, it's only one of the few cities that I've ever lived in my whole life, and I've traveled the whole world, that Chicago is, a, is the best place in the world for food. It's too many cultures. Everything is good here. Mm. I'm with you. You can't throw a rock without hitting a great restaurant here, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's almost impossible. You really can't. You really can't. So where can people find you on social media? Um, um, oh, yeah, CJ, you can do it. Well, it's, they, they can find us on YouTube at the CNG Podcast on YouTube. They can also find us on Facebook, um, CNG Podcast on Facebook. And also, um, we're on Spotify. Um, that's what we use, and we're on other, um, so, you know, other um, platforms as far as um, what's the Amazon Music? Yeah, Amazon. And we're I, on Google. On Amazon, yeah. we're on Spotify. We're on, um, and we mainly post our episodes through Facebook and YouTube. When we go live on Sundays on our pregame shows, the football season, we're posting on the Facebook and YouTube for the visual. Uh, the shows Love are at ten twenty. The pregames are at ten twenty, and the show starts at ten thirty. And we're on there from 10.30 to 11.30. Then, you know, the game, the Bears games come on at 12. So, yeah, so mainly Facebook and YouTube is the visuals, visual platform we're on. And the audios are Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and uh, iTunes. And following you on Facebook is the way they're going to get updates and everything, right? Yes. Follow us on on Facebook, and then you can subscribe to YouTube to CNG Podcast channel. Fantastic. CJ Guy. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for being members of Chicago Podcasters Unite. And uh, like I said, that invitation is real. As soon as we finish here, I'm going to talk to you about getting you on that other show. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. What's up, everybody? Oh, my camera's messed up. What's going on, everybody? Um, good morning. Welcome to the... Hold on, guys. Got a little echo here. I gotta close this out. My bad. Sorry, guys. Okay. Good morning. Welcome to the CNG Podcast. Um, I'm here with my partner, G. Walker. Oh, G. Walker, I see you got the head on, bro. What's going on with you? What's up, bro? What's going on? What's going on? You hear me? Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? 
Hey man, nothing much. We got a, we got the Bears hey and we got man, the Chiefs. We got, a, we got the Bears and, we got and the Chiefs going on at twelve o'clock today. So um, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys our thoughts on the Bears and the Chiefs game, and uh, we're gonna let you guys know what our opinions are on, on about that. But um, enough being said, let's get into the first um topic, which which is um this right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that crap, man. Look at that, CJ. That's uh, under Nagy, correct? That's under Nagy. That is opinion. under Nagy, man. Hmm. Mm. We got to be better this year. Than, you know, we got to be better. We was damn near last of everything last season. We ranked at the bottom of everything, bro. Yeah, I'm looking... It's kind of weird, man, because, um, I mean, as far as offensively, we were terrible. When you look at the defense, defense was pretty much in the middle of the pack. Damn near. It was bad, man. The quarterback was 29th. The running back was 26th. Right receiver, 27th. Tight end, 24th. O-line, 30th. All bad, man. Linebacker, 14th. Speaking of linebacker, we're going to get into that. But this somebody needs to show – somebody needs to show Roquan where we were at last year with him as a linebacker, but – Let's keep going. Uh man, oh man, oh man. Um, next up, let's talk about um, I guess we got Justin coming up. So let's get into Justin. Well, um, my first, you know, I was at Family Fest uh, last Tuesday, man, and he is making better decisions with the ball. He's getting rid of it faster. I saw it firsthand. Uh and this camp, I was looking forward to him, not looking forward to him, but let's let's see, can he, you know, uh, eliminate the interceptions? And um, overall, I think he's eliminated the interceptions. I haven't heard a lot about him throwing picks um, the whole training camp. But when I was there, he was throwing the ball with velocity. It was a laser. Different different type of passes had speed attached to him. So he's becoming a pro. He's a fast learner. He's very intelligent. So I agree with uh, Mr. Larry Meyer here that Justin, you know, he probably had his best day the other day at practice. What you think? Oh, uh, man, I, I saw the video and um... – you know, he definitely looks a little bit quicker with his release. I look like he's in better control of the offense. And, um, you know, I, I hope that this regime lets Justin do what Justin does. I think with Nagy, Nagy is, you know, he tries to put his playbook on onto the quarterback and try to force them to play his style instead of just playing through the quarterback. You know, and I think that's where yeah. a lot of the problem was as far as last year. So I'm hoping this um, this new regime – under um, Eva Flutes and Luke Get um, um, Getzy, I'm hoping that they can, you know, just play through Justin and just let Justin do him. Yeah, and I think that's what Justin spoke about in that interview about playing to his strength, but not only his strength, but his, his teammate's strength. Mm -hmm. So Getzy's the guy that's coming in and letting it, and he's playing to the guy's strength. So we're going to see a lot of rollout today. We're going to see some bootlegs. We're going to see some outside zone runs from the running backs. Uh, we're going to see a lot of things that we think that we saw from Justin from Ohio State. He doing his college days. He's going to pretty much put a little bit of, of that on um, display today. So, um, yeah, go, go Justin, man. Keep improving. Yeah, most definitely. But, man, we got to talk about the, the elephant in the room, the big elephant in the room. Seems like it's a buzz around the NFL right now. We got to get into Roquan, man. Let's, let's talk about it. Oh, man, you want to start it off or you want to, or you want, uh, want me to do it? Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start this one off. Now, all right, um, there was some talk the other night. I was on the Hallis Hall Report. Shout out to the, shout out to everybody right. over there on the Hallis Hall Report. I was on there Wednesday. We had a discussion on what Roquan will be asking as far as his new contract. Now, I stated that I felt like he was going to get between maybe 18 and 22 million. So right. yesterday, I saw that he was asking for 22 million. Right now. <laughs> Um, I think that's a little bit high, but it was very expected because, you know, he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to ask lower than 20, you know, but, um, what, what's your thoughts on that? I just think Roquan's coming in a situation where he's pretty much, he's pretty much treating the new regime like they're the substitute teachers when the, when the real teacher took off. He's, he's showing out, he's showing out a little bit. He's showing them that, you know, he want to throw a fit, but he deserves to get paid. Roquan. Smith deserves to get paid. I want to make that clear. But he's not Darius Leonard. Uh, he's not Ray Lewis. Um, he could be better. 
And, um, you know, we're coming into a new regime and they're trying to, you know, save money, but spend money at the same time. But, you know, a lot of times players don't care about that. They think they're entitled to what they're entitled to. And he is. But there is a market for a player like him. He's not the top level running uh, linebacker. And they're trying mm-hmm. to try to put him in and in, in, put him in his put him in his pay range. But he just wants more. So hopefully there's a middle ground to where, um, you know, they can meet at. You know, if not, then, hey, it, it could get real ugly real fast. And, and another thing, he doesn't even have an agent. Not saying that that's a problem. A couple of players don't have an agent. You see, Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have an agent. Um, you know, and, I, and I, I appreciate these guys sticking to their guns about what they think they're worth. And I really like that. And I like the players taking control of their uh, situation. So I just hope it works out for not only the Bears, but more importantly, Roquan, it works out for and the fans, we know we love you here, Roquan. Uh, you look like the second coming of, um, you know, Erlacher. So we want you here, man. And, and as a fan, I just want him here, man. I just want him here. I, de- I definitely agree. But um, let's get into more of what Roquan had to say about this whole situation. So this is the first, um, the first thing that he had to, um, had to say. And, and gee, I think yeah, for the people that- what you put. Yeah, I put this in here, but for the people that's here, you can actually read through this. I'll, I'll go through it. He just pretty much said, I'm a kid from Maiden County, Georgia. You know, grew up playing football in the linebacker position, how he was, a, you know, drafted top 10 by the Chicago Bears. And, you know, it's a, you know, he's a homegrown bear and everything like that. And he just appreciates um, playing here and, um, and the lineage that the uh, Chicago Bears have had uh, through the linebacker position, whether it was uh, Mike Singletary, Briggs, Erlacher, and uh, Wilbur Marshall, and Dick Buckets. So he's paying homage and he knows the heritage of the Chicago Bears linebackers, and he wants to be here. He wants to continue to play here to have his name etched along those other great linebackers. So I appreciate what he said right there. He wants to be here. Let's get him paid. Now, now, um, before we get into the next thing, I want to get your I want to get your opinion on this because there's some yeah. people out here that some people out here that feels like Roquan is doing the you know, he's doing a bad service to, you know, as far as to the Bears because of what he's asking for. He didn't put up the numbers, you know, to what, you know, people are thinking that he should get paid. So they really feel like he's playing hardball. And, and some people are going back to what he did in his rookie season. Do you think that's fair to put that on Roquan Smith? No, I don't think it's fair. They always look for a reason to not to pay you, right? So Roquan yeah. is in a situation where they're looking for anything and everything to not to pay him and the fan base, and the media, whoever doesn't want him to get paid. Um, you can't go back and, and talk about his rookie season. You can only talk about what he's done after going forward from that point. And after going forward from that point, he's been the best player on this team, on the defensive team, on our defensive side of the ball. So that's worth at least $19 million, $20 million. So um, to the people that are saying he don't deserve it, he's making himself look bad, that's impossible. He's a professional athlete. Um, he's a top linebacker in the NFL. He's one of the top players. So deserve him, deservingly so, he deserves to get paid. Um, it's just that this new regime, they're trying to pay him and save money at the same time, and they just got to meet in the middle, man. I'm not even paying attention to what the pundits and the fans and the quote-unquote experts are saying. This guy is a professional athlete, and he deserves to get paid. He deserves to get paid what he's worth. Okay. Okay, well, we're going to get into the last thing that, um, the last thing that Roquan or that he had to pretty much say. And, you know, with him, um, he's basically saying here, I'm just going to put in my words, you know, unfortunately, you know, he's saying that the new regime does not value him to where he should be valued. You know, he appreciates his time with being the Chicago Bears, but, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, ownership in, in the office, you know, he feels like he wants to, you know, he wants to be wanted here. And sometimes you have to show that by how much you get paid and what you put on out there on the field. No, he's not a Leonard type of quarterback, um, excuse me, type of um, um, linebacker. But he has put up the numbers. So he feels like he wanted here. And look, all of us have jobs. All of us go to work every day. You feel like you want to be wanted at your job. Nobody wants to feel like they don't want to be wanted. So I can understand, I can understand how Roquan feels about that. You know, but at the end of the day, if they don't pay this guy, they're going to have to figure out what they want to do. But he wants to be here, you know, and he's saying, hey, I'm sorry for this, Bear fans, but this is what it's come to. But um, what's your take on um, G. Walker? Um, this, you know, this this quote right here for him, you know, he's saying, unfortunately, uh, he wanted to be a Bear for his entire career. I think he's, he's doing exactly what a player like him should do. 
he's putting a lot of pressure out there, you know, to get paid. He's putting the organization on um, on notice. He's letting the fan base know that they don't want to pay me. It's not me. It's them. That's right. the type of situation they're running. It's, it's, it's them, not me. I'm not doing anything wrong. I did my part. I played out my contract. I played out my um, my position as far as the contract um, that I was getting paid up under. It's them. It's not me. So as long as he's keep putting that on them, and long, uh, he'll be okay. But that's the thing. It's a tug of war. It's right. a tug of war. It's okay. They're going to say it's him. Hey, man, we offered him five years, $98 million. Okay, but what's the guaranteed money? Correct. What did you guarantee him in the contract? And that's what's coming down to. The guaranteed money is probably not where he wants it to be at. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, so go ahead. So, yeah, so he's going to say this. He's going to say that. They're going to say this. They're going to say that. But until they actually come down into the uh, middle of the table and everybody agrees to what, you know, what a right price is, this could go on for a long time. And I hope it ends up with him being a bear. And I hope it ends up with him getting paid. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too, man. Because I definitely do not want to see him get um, get traded. That's the last thing I want. So hopefully they can get it worked out, and hopefully we can see Roquan Smith um, at some point um, playing for the Bears moving forward this season. Yeah. But next up, and I, let's get into. I'll bring. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you want me to introduce this one? Oh yeah. Go ahead. You go ahead and introduce it. All right. This is the guy that's been the fifth round pick. Everybody that's been blowing all everybody away. Everybody knows the offensive line. Supposedly was is not going to be good, but we, they just announced on ESPN that we have the 11th ranked offensive line in the NFL, and okay. we have a rookie. This guy, this guy right here, Braxton Jones. Mm. This guy has been so impressive all through camp. He's very intelligent. He's very physical, and he's very strong. Um, the best thing I, I like about this guy, he doesn't back down from a challenge. And I'm going to segue into that and say that Robert Quinn has been the one that's been, been he's been learning from the most because Robert Quinn, as we know, he broke the Bears all-time sack record last year. Uh, he's just a very dominant and physical uh, guy that's uh, on the edge. So we're going to get into what he said about how he's been developing and working with um, the offensive line and Robert Quinn. Um, this is what he says, right? He wants to give credit to defensive end Robert Quinn for his development. Um, Jones has been going against Quinn throughout training camp where he's okay. held his own and also learned going against the all-pro pressure, all-edge rusher, while it's being beneficial against a multitude of defensive ends, including rookie Dominique Robinson. Jones said it's been valuable facing skilled veterans like Quinn who are quicker to the point. What you think about that, CJ? Okay, first, before I get into that, I want to bring up that name, Dominique Robinson, for one second because this is the same okay, guy. Okay, This is the same guy, and we're not going to bullshit here. This is the same guy. That our that, that our guy Tevin Jenkins had a problem against. Right. So when you hear when you hear the fact that you got uh, Braxton Jones playing well and playing great against Robert Quinn, it, it, it says a lot. It, it says that this guy is hungry. It says that he you know he wants to play, he wants to start, and he wants to be effective on this team. So, I told I, and I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. I, I think we found the diamond in the rough. Um, Ryan Poles was, you know, he came in as a guy that pretty much knew how to do offensive line. Um, that's pretty much his um, his specialty, I think, because he's an offensive lineman himself, or he was. So he knows what to look at. So for him to find this gym in the fifth round, and he's going to be pretty much starting today, and he might be starting in the first week of the NFL season against the uh, 49 of September 11th. So um, I'm very impressed, man, but we're going to go on to the next comment about what um, Braxton Jones said. Um, he said, um, Talking about um, Quinn, he said, I think the biggest thing for me is just the quickness of it. Talking about the speed of the NFL, um, going against a rookie, no offense to any of the rookies or anything like that, they're just not as quick to the point. He's really quick to the point. He's on you like that. That's the right. biggest thing for me. That might not even be a win or loss. I think that's just getting used to the quickness and his reaction time is so amazing. So I think, it, think that's one of the big things, too. He's referring to... Robert Quinn's speed uh, coming off the edge and attacking him one-on-one. -on -one. Right, so he's referring right. to the speed of, the, uh, of, a, of a guy like Robert Quinn. And like you said, no offense to the rookies I'm going against, but you guys are just not as fast and dominant as Mr. Robert Quinn. So <laughs> he didn't throw any shade to the rookies that he's playing against, but he just recognizing the greatness that Robert Quinn has as far as his speed and his physicality. What do you think about this statement? Man, he spoke the truth. You know, we, you know, we as fans want, want to hear the truth. We don't want to hear the bullshit. 
we, we want to hear exactly what's going on out there, good or bad. You know, we deserve that. Uh, you know, for, for him to say that, I mean, you could just tell that his head is in the right direction. I think he will be the starter the starter at left tackle. And enough enough said. You know, it's just his mindset is in the right place. You know, if you're mentally in it, you know, if you're saying what you're saying, but you got to go out there and put it out there on the field, of course, we're going to see that today in the pre, in the first preseason game. But I get to see this guy and, and many of the other guys play today, man. I'm just excited. I'm just pumped up for it. And I hear you, man. But I'm gonna go ahead and let you introduce the next the next topic, man. I know you want to talk about that, so go ahead and tell the people the uh, good news, CJ, about this next situation. Oh man. Um, well, the um, CNG podcast had an interview the um, this week um, with um, a guy um, by the name of Rob um, Southgate. And I'm gonna pull pull him up right now. Um, for most of you who don't know, um, Rob um, is a big time um, social media um, guru, to say the least. He uh, he has worked with multiple podcast shows over the last several years, and um, you know we pretty much sat down with him and you know um, had a good conversation with him. You guys heard the interview earlier during the pregame show, um, and he's gonna be working with us and other podcast shows um, through Chicago. To you know, branch off ideas as far as how to grow your YouTube channel or your Instagram, your Facebook, etc. So I felt it was a positive interview, and I can't wait to get started. G Walker, what you think about it? Um, I think it's great, man. I think that we um, you know, we just we're just getting started. Everybody out there, and so whoever whoever stayed uh through the pregame, that interview was with him. That's the guy that was on the interview interviewing me and CJ, uh, Mr. Right. Robert Southgate. Um, his credits include um, Jingle All the Way, um, Orange is the New Black. Um, he has books, uh, and what he um, and what he want me and CJ to do? He's starting a new um, us to do consulting work for um, his new media lab. It's called Media Lab Three, but we'll talk about that down the road. So this is great news. This is going to help us in a number of ways, and this is his logo, uh, the Southgate Media Group. Uh, we came to the decision to um, have a partnership with this guy. And it's only going to make our show better um, and open the doors for us. So, you know, this was a blessing. Um, and this was something that uh, was unexpected, at least the offer was, to work with him further. So, you know, we can't um, we can express our gratitude enough to Mr. Uh, Robert Southgate. So thank you, Mr. Southgate, for, uh, you know, showing me and CJ some love and uh, wanting to work with us. But I can't wait to get into the next part of this. This is something I've been talking about for the longest time for anybody that's been following the CNG podcast page oh, on yeah. Facebook. I've been waiting to announce it. Whoever stayed for this and the music in the background, those tracks were by the one and only Bernie Burns Instrumentals. This guy's been somebody I've been working with. I've been known for a while um, on a professional level, personal level. He's really cool. So, um, like I told you guys, I was going to get us a, a podcast DJ. So um, on the big games for us, the Thursday night games and the Monday night games and the Sunday night games, he's going to come on live and he's going to DJ for you guys. For those who just walked in, this is our podcast, DJ Bernie Burns. Those, this guy was the guy playing the tracks in the middle of the, um, the pregame show. So like I said, Thursday nights, Sunday nights, and Monday night, the big time primetime games, he's going to come on the CNG podcast page and he's going to perform live for us. And here go a couple of more of his pictures. That's Bernie right there again. Um, so that's Bernie. And this is one more picture for Bernie. Uh, and that's going to be the CNG podcast DJ, Mr. Bernie Burns. Oh man, and, and look, this is what we've this is what we've been we've been working behind the scenes really, really hard trying to make this podcast. The best that it can be. We're trying to do different ideas to make it new, to make it fresh for you guys, to, to make it, you know, interesting for you guys. So um, this is one of many things that we're going to be bringing to the podcast this year. We And we hope you guys enjoy it. We hope you guys like it. And, um, you know, we did play some beats today. We hope you guys um, like those as well. And, um, again, man, um, I can't wait for this, this season to start as far as the NFL and, and, you know, to give you guys some great, some good and great content moving forward. All right, and I got one more thing to introduce. CJ, you want to introduce this, or you want, or you, or you want to do? It? No, you, you go ahead. You go ahead and get it. You got it. All right, now this is now this right here. Everybody that's still here, the two people in here. Um, this is something that's going to be get us a lot of engagements on Sundays. Um, this is something I've been wanting to do. 
so we can get for everybody that's Bears fans, but not but NFL fans. This is the NFL pick'em sheet for the first week of uh, September 2022. Um, September 11th is the first week of slate of games, and Thursday night is the uh, the first Thursday night game, September 8th against Buffalo and um, LA Rams. So we're gonna come up with a formula. We're looking for the first 10 people on a Saturday to submit their pick'em sheet. Um, to submit their pick'em sheet to us so we can tell a winner who the winner is probably Monday night. So the pick'em sheet's going to be in Saturday. Yeah, come, make sure you have them in before Sunday, before the, before the, uh, before the first games at 12 o'clock. Pick'em sheets will be due before 12 noon on Sundays. So if you're interested in something like this, we'll be starting a pick'em sheet thread um, on a Saturday just to put the pick'em sheets on the page. And you're more than welcome to come in and drop your pick'em sheet with your picks. So I can't wait to get into this all season with you guys and interact with you guys. But that's going to do it for me. And my, for me, I don't have anything else. Unless yeah, CJ, you want to talk about anything Yeah, I just want to add something to that. You guys got to make sure you follow the CNG uh, podcast page on Facebook. because That's where we're going to be doing the announcements on. So you guys got to go over there and follow and like the page. Like, Today, now, whenever you get a chance to do it, make sure you go do that because you don't want to miss this. This is going to lead to giveaways, cash giveaways, uh, merch, free merch, all kinds of different things. So you guys got to make sure if you guys want to go uh, do the pick-up sheets for the CNG podcast, make sure you go follow us on Facebook at the CNG podcast page on Facebook. And, and that's pretty much it. All right. So, yep. But for myself, for G. Walker, we appreciate you guys coming in. We appreciate um, you guys watching. And, um, hey, today we got the Bears at, at 12 noon against the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go. Let's show our Bears some love, some support. Um, but uh, until then, go Bears. We up out of here. <laughs>